today's date, it is June 27th, today at least, while we're recording. And we have been, let's see, started in March, March to April, May, June, three and a half months of shelter in place for the Bay Area. We just recently were able to get released from lockdown. One of the things that occurred to us, especially as we're talking about online dating, is what in the world were people doing during the three and a half months during shelter in place for dating? How were people getting out there? I just actually saw commercials recently, and I think it was Match where people, they were showing people trying to, you know, talk to each other and communicate, and there's the background music making it sound all lovely and really light and airy, and, you know, the girl's laughing at, at some, you know, attempted joke that the guy is making. <laughs> so there's this, like, promotion of remote online dating or just kind of using your webcam with the understanding that you're probably not going to see this person mm -hmm. uh, in person for a while. And they've added a new feature, too, where you can video oh. a video call them via the app and so you don't have to really exchange numbers if you're not that comfortable yet but to begin to be like hey I'm a real person you know we can video wow. for a short clip or even send them a pre-recorded video hmm. to be like okay interesting here I am I wonder if that's a feature that's gonna remain after the shelter in place mm -hmm. You know, what benefits are people getting from that or if people even like that? I have to imagine guys might like that because they're able to see what they're going to get. Right. Um, they get to see the girl in real time. But that's interesting. How should someone navigate dating during mm. COVID? Man, let me tell you, if I were single and I'm stuck at home, I'm 100% doing online dating. The sad thing is that... I love meeting people in person. I connect more, I sense more, I get a better idea of that person um, when we're face to face. But the thought of being sheltering, you know, of sheltering in place and being alone and single is scary. You know, that at that point, it, it, to me, it would seem like this is it. I'm, I'm totally alone and nothing highlights it like a good quarantine. Mm -hmm. I absolutely would be doing online dating. Now the whole video aspect of it, that sucks. I don't like that. I already don't like the way I look on video. I don't even like the way I look in pictures. So <laughs> my first impression to be on video that's a bummer. Um, I feel so surprised because for as long as I've known you, you've been a model and oh you've taken gorgeous photos. And there are times we go to the bar where people are sending you drinks. People are coming up to you and saying how gorgeous and stunning because you I'm are. Because I'm in person. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here feeling really confused. No, I'm telling you, people, I look way better in person than I do online. That's for sure. Like that I would I would hate to have to appear on video um, while meeting somebody. I just can't even imagine how, you know, here's the other thing. As I'm thinking about it, think about like your Skype or your Teams or Zoom calls. When you're in a, in a group chat or when you're talking to somebody, business meeting, whatever it is, are you not looking at that small little square of your picture the whole time? I am only looking at myself. That's right. <laughs> So that in and of itself is already detracting from the experience. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go to dinner with another person because you're on your first date, 
You're looking at them and only them. You don't have an opportunity to look at yourself. There is no reflection unless right. there's a mirror behind them. But even still, you're looking at them. Mm -hmm. You're looking into their eyes. You're looking at their mannerisms. You're looking at small little things about their body or their right. smile. But online, if you're if you're going video, you know, video to video, then you're just looking at yourself. And you're paying more attention to yourself, which right. means you're not as attentive to the other person. Right. You're not maybe listening, or even if you are listening, you're not taking as much in or committing much to memory. Not that you're disinterested. It, there's, it's so distracting. It's distracting. Mm -hmm. That's right. I wouldn't want to be on video because the whole time I'm going to be distracted by how ugly my image looks in that little corner avatar. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's so, that's unfortunate and incredibly vain. But you know what? It's reality. An interesting study that was done actually found that when people see themselves in mirrors, they're actually more likely to be kind and comply. I remember reading this, you know, in my, my social psychology class, there's something about seeing our image in front of us that we're more in tune with how we're perceived, we're more, more in tune with conformity. I can tell you. Tell me. So what neural... I love how, by the way, I love how I just gave us a, a psychological study to the therapist here. As if she's <laughs> never heard it before. But anyway, let's hear it. <laughs> so neurologically, what's happening in your brain is you're activating mirror neurons. Mm. I mean, this is, of course, a physical mirror. But what you're activating is mirror neurons. And just you and I talking, we're really already activating mirror neurons just in the way we sit, the mm -hmm. way that we talk to each other. It actually helps closeness and connection and bonding. Oh, so yeah, yeah. to be able to look at yourself in a mirror and to be able to do that actually harks back to some of V.S. Ramachandran's work at UCSD where he works with phantom limb patients mm -hmm. and he's literally putting up a mirror to their missing arm or missing leg to activate that part of them that is missing. Oh wow. And so what we're really doing is activating that mirror neuron, being kind to ourselves in a mirror is really activating ourselves to bond with ourselves. Mm. And that's why we always see like in movies where people say, you know, put post-its or lipstick right on right. your own mirror, like write a word of affirmation or a daily quote, or look in the mirror and tell yourself 20 times that you're the shit. Mm-hmm. You're activating mirror neurons. When you're seeing yourself or when you're mirroring, you, you become either consciously or subconsciously aware of yourself. Absolutely. So this is why dating online during COVID and having to video interface with that person to me seems like it would be a hindrance and in, in, in being able to better know that person and to enjoy that experience because you are more hyper aware of yourself than you would be in a natural setting. I could, you know, I would love to be all about it in order to connect with people and talk to people, but I feel like I would struggle in maybe forming some connections or at least it would take longer. I imagine the struggle is real and it would take longer to form these bonds at the same time is the struggle going to outweigh the loneliness and the need for connection? Mm -hmm. And so it may not necessarily, like we can sit here and reflect on that now, mm -hmm. but if push comes to shove and you're in that moment and you're single, mm -hmm. is the loneliness and the desire to connect mm -hmm. going to outweigh your awareness you know, of yourself exactly, on, on camera? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because it's not a 
either or. It's at that moment. There might be this battle of Mm -hmm. which one wins out. And Mm -hmm. maybe you do it not to a full extent, but maybe, you know, a couple minutes a day you dedicate to it. Or the online dating allows you to start the conversation. Maybe there's like a one minute video to be like, hey, I'm real. I look like my pictures. Let's move it via phone. That's true. That's a really good point. Very good point. Or what you and I do. We do physical distance walking around the neighborhood. You can do physical distance picnics or physical distance hiking. You know, Noah asked me one time we were um, winding down for the night. We were talking about how good it felt just to be able to be with each other during Mm. the shelter in place. How much we appreciated it. He goes, man what are single people doing right now? Do you think they're actually like risking it and getting out there and seeing people? And I said, oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I'll tell you right now, I would have, not only would I have been online, I would have been risking it. I would have been out there for sure. I would have 100% been looking for somebody willing to violate the shelter in place with me. Like, let's go for a walk. Let's meet up. Let's go grab some takeout and go sit it up, you know, somewhere. Mm Um, eat our food in the car. I definitely would have been that person. So shelter in place was going on for three months. What were you doing (laughs) for your dating? I was stuck here with Noah, but were you going out and meeting people or? Well, to be completely honest with you, I think I've been very outspoken to you about it, that I'm not interested in really like dating or a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I've been pretty low on going out and because Although I'm often alone, I mean, I want to say like 90% of my life and my days I spend alone, but I don't ever feel lonely. Mm, yeah. I'm able to fill my time and really self-soothe Yeah. and really utilizing this time to continue to get to know me. There's so much evolvement and growth and there's so much going on for my in- interior life yeah. that the exterior sometimes feels like a dis- distraction to me yeah. or dating feels like a distraction to me. You know, maybe this sounds like a really bitchy move, but I said in order for me to meet with you, I need you to have uh, and show me a clear COVID test. Mm. I went all the way there and I was oh, like, wow. I need that. Did he get a test? Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, my God. And that's he why. Got the, he got the swab all the way up in his brain. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how far it goes up? It looks like it. My God. <laughs> and because I was like, I know wow. I've been taking care of myself and that I keep myself, you know, um, away from people. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know what your situation is. And for all I know, you could be lying to me or you could be outside hanging out with other people. I need a COVID test. Yeah. And I mean, this is the same thing I would tell to new sexual partners that I'm with. Yeah. I need, I need a clear STD test. You know what? I, I'm good on that. That's great. I think that's amazing. When, when Noah and I started dating, we actually didn't have sex until we got tested and we went and got tested together oh that's even better it was like one of our first dates like we <laughs> a first we, date yes to go get tested yes we we, <laughs> we had a couple of restaurant dates in the first week or so okay and then the following week or maybe two weeks later we went and got tested where did you guys go for all of our listeners who are curious mm. We went to a free clinic in San Mateo. Okay. So while we could have gone to our own insurance, you know, we wanted to do something together or Mm -hmm. we wanted to do the testing together. So a free clinic seemed like the best way to go. Mm -hmm. We could walk in together, get tested together. It was super easy. And then we got our results uh, five days later. 
all clear, and I'm happy to report. Um, <laughs> did you get the full panel, like the urine test and the blood? We did blood. Okay. Because there's and like, yeah, I, I we did, we did blood and urine. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that's the full panel, just so you guys know. Ah, see, yeah. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know that that was even explained. Yeah. I um, believe urine only tests for chlamydia, chlamydia and gonorrhea. Yes. Bacterial ones, right? Yes, and the Mm -hmm. blood gives you everything else. HIV, um, the herpes simplex 1, herpes simplex 2, and maybe a few others as well. Yeah. Um, And so you definitely want to get the full panel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we did did the urine and blood. Yeah, we were stoked. And we felt like it was actually like a huge bonding experience, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to be vulnerable with each other with something like that I think was really huge. Mm -hmm. And, you know... It really, it really set the mark for our relationship, you know, being able to go and do something like that immediately opened us up to right. one another. And so since then, we've, we've really had no problem just kind mm-hmm. of being open and transparent and intimate with one another. So Yeah, and I yeah. Got to, you've shared a lot of those stories with me, and I got to see how your communication about all the taboo subjects that we'll obviously bring up later in our podcast yeah. have really allowed your relationship to blossom. For sure. I do want to take a moment to shout out, though, that, you know, free clinics and yeah. all these nonprofits and with what's going on in our world right now, we don't know what your belief systems or where your stance is, but you know, for social justice, these are great places to donate because they're helping good people. And also people who right now is down on their luck. These are opportunities for us to be able to support some of those local nonprofits. I'm all for it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, the free clinic that we went to, I think they collected what they call a $20 donation. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) your donation's mandatory. (laughs) But you know what? Mm -hmm. Well worth it. What they're providing is, is much, much more... Uh, valuable than twenty dollars. Absolutely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a huge, huge supporter of this. Your health things. is priceless. Yep. Your precious cargo. Exactly. <laughs> your bodies are are not just temples, if you want to believe that, but your precious cargo. Take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> we believe you are. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's a side note. But wow, I love that you asked him to get tested for COVID. That's great. <laughs> Is that wrong? <laughs> it's not, but you know, I haven't heard of anybody who's dating during COVID and asking their partner to get tested. I haven't heard of that. So that's great. <laughs> I told this to one of my girlfriends and I was like, you should ask him for a COVID test too. And he was Where like, Where do you even go to get a COVID test? Well, there are people mm. who work who have that under their insurance and they'll let you get tested as many times as you want but now that we're in like the later ends of june mm-hmm. it's free everywhere it's free through your medical insurance provider it is mandatory at least here in the united states that everyone is eligible for a free COVID test That's to get interesting as many as you need do you remember a few months ago when this all came uh, out how it was like impossible to get a COVID test yeah and it's like the rich of the rich who got it and yeah. it's like wow the disparity you get to see in that you know what i love is that's right you're absolutely right it seemed like you know one percenters were able to get tested including one percenters who were in prison but the best there's one percenters in prison oh my god shockingly yes was it weinstein oh weinstein got covid or he got tested (laughs) for covid but no what i love is that oh i'm surprised to hear that like i mean obviously for some reason i know that but i didn't know that yeah so it's like wait a second 
inmates aren't getting tested for COVID. In fact, they're releasing them so that they don't get COVID. But Weinstein got tested for COVID. The other one is uh, they were saying how animals were not susceptible to COVID-19. And, you know, this is, you know, kind of in the early, early phases of it. And then all of a sudden, a tiger at a zoo. Right. Had COVID-19? Wait a second. So humans can't get tested, but a tiger got tested? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, Is it because I don't have the same stripes? Right? <laughs> it was so odd. The, like, the reports... I got of, stretch marks. Is that, does that count as stripes? Right? There you go. Seriously. It was just... It was so odd, though. Like, the people who were and weren't... And the animals who were and weren't getting tested at the beginning stages just made you question everything. Mm. But anyway... Um, but it's I, I didn't know that that you could go anywhere and get tested. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. Right now, now with that it's later part of June. Mm-hmm. I called because I like to get um, tests at least once a year for STDs or in, when I have a new partner and stuff yeah. like that, right? Yeah. And they're like, hey, do you want to get the COVID test while you're at it? And I was like, sure. And she was just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you totally can. You don't have to show signs or symptoms or anything like that. You can just go. I think in the beginning it was definitely about flattening the curve. And yeah. trying not to inundate the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. And so now with like, okay, now we have more information coming out. At the same time, right now that we're speaking, it's like the second wave as well. And so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that progresses in the next couple of weeks or yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, that is. Mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to things opening up and just having more vitamin C from sunlight. Oh my God. Seriously. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, are people who were dating during COVID, are they like busting out a COVID, you know, shelter in place mm-hmm. and meeting people in person now? If you're listening, I want to hear. What are you doing? You know, I, t- I walk my dog at my local Lake Elizabeth here in Fremont sometimes. I see people out um they're on like cute little picnics with each other oh my god and so like open air dates it's a lot of it's a lot of open air <laughs> dates so you know cute. they're sitting across from picnic tables from each other i love that. um that's what i'm noticing yeah. when i go out and walk my dog and i have to because that little boy is rambunctious yeah and yeah. needs his walk <laughs> and dog parks are closed it's not stopping people. I think people are still yeah. definitely more so actually on the apps. I would I could totally see that. And the interesting thing is the forced isolation due to COVID, I would think would drive people to apps to meet people. Mm-hmm. Even if they weren't maybe necessarily super gung-ho about a relationship, they know that they can meet people on these apps, right? So the excitement is something new might be just what they need to kind of get them through the next day mm-hmm. of isolation. Right. And I don't even know if it's like, if we can even call it dating, because I imagine people are on there maybe for the intent and for all purposes it is dating, but maybe sometimes it is just to get through the day from mm-hmm. the loneliness. Mm-hmm. Maybe it has no other purpose than to kind of get those neurons fired and right. to feel some kind of connection, especially if you're living alone. Human connection. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like doing what you can to get any kind of human connection, mm-hmm. which is so huge. Mm-hmm. And of course, we want to be helpful on how to navigate dating during COVID. So what are you some what are some suggestions that you have? I'm thinking if I'm single now and I'm dating during COVID, I think you you definitely have to be responsible. I will say, 
I'm probably one of the minority groups that feels a little more, I still believe in freedom and being able to exercise, you know, individual choices that if you and somebody else decides, hey, I wanna meet up and I wanna get close, that is your right, that is your freedom to do that. And no matter the consequences, like you, but you need to be willing to face those consequences, right? But if we're talking about the greater good, be responsible. Um, I love hearing about the open air dates. I think that's awesome. <laughs> Hadn't even thought about that. So meet somebody online, enjoy that conversation, take it off the video, go have a six foot apart, you know, date together. Mm -hmm. To me, there seems to be nothing better than being able to see someone in person, to catch a whiff of their scent, to see their mannerisms, to be able to see them in full, real, vibrant color, mm -hmm. to hear them breathe. I mean, that in-person experience is unbeatable. Right. I truly believe with anything, it's all about energy. Mm -hmm. It's an energy exchange. Yeah. On top of all of that, yeah, just to feel their energy. Yeah. Does their energy vibe with yours? Does right. it feel good to you? Right. And really getting back in touch with yourself and feeling, does this feel like it's going to be a good match for me? Yeah. And you know, that's something that you really can't suss out on a video, mm -hmm. right? Again, you're hyper aware of yourself on the video, but that in all those things that you pick up on in person, that energy, right? The energy that a person gives off, you can only get that in person. Mm -hmm. So make a way to make it work. <laughs> Find a way to make it work. Now that I think about it, I would highly suggest dating during COVID because mm -hmm. I feel like it's going to enhance different things that you learn about yourself and learn about the other person. That might be, not only is it feeling energy, but trusting your intuition. Yeah. You know, but it also staves off what people are doing so much more quickly these days, which is jumping into bed together, right? Mm. But with COVID, yeah. you have to keep the distance. And so maybe this allows you to deepen something so much more like emotionally. Oh yeah. Mentally. Yeah. before you get into the physical. And yeah. so actually now that I think about it, I'm like, holy, go for it. Right. When, you know, when it, going back to that, the question that Noah asked me when he was saying, what do you think people are doing right now? Do you think they're taking a chance or not? I said, well, I think people are taking chances. I think they're getting out. They're still dating. And I said, but for those who are deciding to stay in, I wonder if the very fact that they can't get in bed with each other so soon is actually helping to develop a relationship mm -hmm. um, or you know getting to know each other better yeah so there's sort of a, a catch-22 there because it's like this online hyper awareness of yourself which kind of hinders you being engaged with that other person properly but then you don't have the physical distraction you know or anticipation of sex or physical activity so now you're actually only able to get to know that person so mm -hmm. I'm I'm all for anything that helps us to get to know a person better. With kind of a cultural shift towards more immediate gratification, mm -hmm. needing to hold back mm -hmm. and develop a relationship, I wonder if it makes it less exciting for people sometimes. Too. Ooh, if they're not used to it. The if sex way. is their crutch, right? Mm -hmm. The avoidant attachment mm -hmm. type of people. Right. Um, people who it's easier for them to have sex with someone than it is for them to cuddle. 
those are the kind of people I think that will probably be having the hardest time. It's funny, I actually had a friend reach out to me who's a bit of an avoidant attachment type. Tell people what avoidant attachment is. My understanding, my unofficial understanding of the avoidant attachment type is a person who is reluctant or afraid of getting closer to people. Perhaps they experienced something when they were younger that was painful and as a result they kind of have a, a shell around themselves to protect themselves. They might find gratification through shallow activities like sex without emotional attachment. Mm -hmm. And these are people who will push people away, avoid mm -hmm. an attachment type. So when they do start to get very close to somebody, they'll find a reason to sabotage that relationship. Yeah. So I love that you put it in modern day terms. And just a little mm -hmm. backstory is like there was this research probably back in the 60s or 70s mm -hmm. with mothers and their infant children. And secure attachment is the ideal that we want to get to. And actually, yes. you know, 60% of the population is securely 16 attached. 16 or 60? 60. 60. Okay. Zero. Okay. Wow. Are securely attached, right? Okay. And ideally, of course, it's secure attached. With securely attached will make the best partnerships. But with avoidant attachment, the children, when their mothers left, they would look up, not make a fuss, go back to their playing. But also when their mom came back, they would look up, not make a fuss, and continue to go back to playing because it's like, well, you didn't soothe me when you're around. Well, now when you're back, you're not gonna soothe me anyways. Yeah. I don't really need you. The baby is the avoidant. The baby is avoidant because the mother didn't soothe them. And so mm -hmm. that's the attachment that they've formed. And obviously secure attachment is that when the mom left, they're feeling like, ooh, mm -hmm. kind of, insecure, uncomfortable, but when the mom comes back, they know that they're gonna come back and now they're safely exploring the world around mm -hmm. them, which is, in this case, a laboratory room with mm -hmm. some toys. Yeah, <laughs> that is interesting. So yeah, so I, I would think that the avoidant attachment types are having the hardest time during this time because they're the ones who are more susceptible to only going for shallow relationships, which exist on events and sex, you know, things that don't really require a lot of emotional investment. But with COVID dating online, there's more emotional investment that needs to take place. I mean, even to, I mean, just speaking for myself, even to get me to talk to you on camera, I need to be really invested in you. I'm not getting on camera for anybody unless it really matters. Mm -hmm. I would I would imagine that for a lot of avoidant attachment types, even to, to just say, okay, I'll get on camera and I'll take that time to talk to you and to give a shit. I mean, because you really have to, right? Mm -hmm. you, you gotta be a little bit engaged with that person because there's no surrounding to be distracted by together. I mean, it's gotta be difficult for them. Yeah, yeah that is really, it is a, it's a challenging time. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who are navigating it, all the power to you. Anybody who was dating or is still dating during COVID or shelter in place, I would love to hear what your experience was. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, I've been in a relationship this whole time. Um, had I been single, I for sure would have been doing online dating, but I also would have definitely relished in being alone at home. Uh, a little bit of an oxymoron, but that's something that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. I definitely relish in being alone and so yeah. 
this whole quarantine being alone has not been an issue for you. Yeah, well, I think, you know, I kind of could see myself being the same. Like, I don't know that it would have been the biggest issue, but I definitely would have been online for sure, mm -hmm. um, just to have some sort of communication and excitement. For me, the draw would have been just meeting new people, um, getting to know new people that way. There's some kind of excitement there, right? Yeah. But but other than that, I'd love to hear the single experience. So mental underscore recess on Instagram, let us know. So with that said, we hope to see you next time. <laughs> Ciao.